1: the Conscious Couples Podcast. We are in the new, well, it's not a new studio. It's a new couch. In our studio. In our studio. Mm -hmm. And it is very comfortable. So comfortable, in fact, that you sink all the way to the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully we're in a more comfy energy today. So everyone relax, sink (laughs) deeply into your couch, and get ready for this episode. So for episode number 73, we have practicing non-violent couches. (laughs) I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm making Amelia laugh. Practicing nonviolent communication. <laughs> um, I figured we'd start off with some fun, sweetheart. As fun. always, thank you so much to Next Level Podcast Solutions for producing this episode audio, video, YouTube, all of the above. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> listeners, are you ready for number 73 practicing nonviolent communication? Sweetheart, as always, what is your intention?
0: My intention is to help our listeners recognize what their normal was and help them show what the impact of that might be in their relationships um whether that be the past relationships whether that be their presence or future relationships and hopefully we can do that through you and i sharing our unique i would say experiences
1: okay so when you talk about relationships often people say communication is everything That is not an uncommon phrase. Most people believe that effective communication is the key to a great relationship. I personally think it's trust, several other things, but I think effective communication is a big one. Nonviolent communication. First, let's define what that is, sweetheart. What is nonviolent communication?
0: Um, At the very highest, most simple form, it is communication that doesn't include any violent tendencies. And When people hear this, we often go into like screaming and yelling, but this can look like passive aggressiveness. This can look like um, very hurtful tonality. It can look like uh, using abusive words. Give us an example. So, an example is like if you were to hear your partner say, You can go F off, you're the worst person I've ever met, and you have been a terrible mom this whole time. That's a great example of violent communication. Wow. Even a less, I would say, uh, or more tempered version of this, uh, you're being an idiot. Can you hurry up? That is and can be considered, depending upon the receiver's Richter scale, if you will, which we'll talk about a little bit in this episode, that can be perceived as violent communication.
1: Okay. So we want to go to the past first so we can understand the future. So everyone out there listening, think about your upbringing. In your household growing up, was there a lot of violent communication? Was there a lot of yelling? Was there a lot of fighting? Was there a lot of digs? Was there a lot of verbal attacks, so to speak? Things that Emilia just mentioned there. Was that common? Mm. And Emilia mentions a Richter scale. The Richter scale is actually just an analogy for an earthquake. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's kind of like, what's your Richter scale? So, so zero to 10 is what we'll do for the scale. When I, in my upbringing, my mom and my stepdad didn't get along. And in our household, we, we, had, uh, we were on the very high end of the Richter scale. Mm-hmm. You grew up where your parents never fought around you, mm-hmm. um, to your awareness, and to your memory, I should say. Yep. And so your Richter scale was much different than mine. Yeah. And I want to tell this story briefly. So my first girlfriend, her name was Alyssa, uh, first serious girlfriend. We were together for four and a half years, off and on, kind of tail end of high school, early parts of college. And this is kind of my first really serious relationship. And she grew up in a household with a very traumatic Richter scale as well, and so for her and I, we we used violent communication, but we didn't know that that's what it was. Right. We didn't we didn't think anything of it. We didn't know there was any problem with that. We didn't know any different because we were super young. And that was your normal. That was our normal. That yeah. was our normal. Your normal is not necessarily someone else's normal. Exactly. So fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. You know, um. This other person is in a great relationship now, or at least it seems that way. And her and I had caught up. I, I remember it was years later. I I think I was in my mid-20s and I called her up and we had like a five-hour long conversation about everything. And I asked her like, what did you notice about me? I was just trying to learn about myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had realized that we grew up in very high Richter scale households of violent communication. And we realized that we treated each other poorly on accident a lot and we reconciled that and we were friends you know we still are in good terms i have i have no bad energy i think it's good mm-hmm. she has a couple kids now she seems to be in a really healthy relationship she's got a house you know and it's a really positive thing now but her and i looking back realize ooh, okay so the our lives now are very peaceful mm-hmm. Alyssa and I, from what i can see on social media and what i've talked to her about but what we grew up in wasn't necessarily super peaceful there was a lot of um Raising of voices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So to bring it back to the listeners, what was your Richter scale? Were you on the low end of everything was pretty calm, cool, and collected, and you never really saw your parents fight, you and your siblings never really fought? Or was it like yelling mm-hmm. was not only appro like uh, not only accepted, but normal? Mm-hmm. Yelling was the go-to response. And was there a lot of attacking communication? Was there a lot of poking fun at one another, putting each other down, that kind of stuff? And so If you understand where you came from, now you can choose to, what Emilia would say, is break the cycle, break the pattern, and we've certainly done that.
0: Definitely. Well, And and I want to pause real quick and um, give a shout out to my parents because I was only able to break the cycle that was generationally passed down um, really because they had chosen to do that in their marriage, in their relationship. And what do I mean by that? My dad grew up with an extremely abusive verbally, physically, and who knows what else? Very abusive father. And he, what he experienced growing up, he and his siblings was very much not only yelling, but very violent communication. Um, he would experience like whippings and slapping across the face, like just terrible abuse and a lot of that was violent communication, even when it wasn't aggressive, it was passive aggressive and very quiet and still violent in and of its, itself. So as a result of my father experiencing that and seeing the impact that that had on not only his siblings, but his mother, um, he, I I believe, made a pact to himself that he never wanted that for his own kids. And so when my mom and him got together. They made a pact, and because of that, just wanted to make sure that their kids together never experienced that and So, as you had mentioned earlier, their agreement from my understanding was that they would never fight around the kids and I remember having so many lessons growing up being shared
1: that that was such an intentional, conscious effort on their part to this day, I've never seen your parents fight,
0: yeah, and, and I've and- known them
1: now for three and a half years and there have been like maybe moments of frustration with each other, yeah. but they've never actually raised their voice or anything like that.
0: Right. So. And that's where what's been really interesting to observe has been a lot of emotional regulation on my mother's behalf and likewise on my other my father's behalf in areas where if I were to put another couple in their shoes, it would be tearing each other apart verbally in the word choice. It would be energetically and emotionally really... Um, grabbing for different violent tactics that would hurt or negatively impact the other individual. Um, And so I'm really proud of them choosing to break that cycle, not just in the singular choice of like one kid, but I have two other siblings. So it's been a perpetual choice that's been very intentional. And I can only imagine how challenging that's been uh, for them. But as we grew up, that was the messages I learned. So that was to Alan, your point, My normal. And this is really ultimately, you know, I want all of our listeners thinking about what is per my intention, what was your normal? Because we oftentimes don't realize what our normal is when we start coming into an intimate relationship on our own accord. Because whatever we experience growing up, that's oftentimes what we model. And so coming into our relationship, what happened? I, on, I, what did I say to you? There was something that I said to you that like about fighting.
1: You. Yes. Oh, yeah. You remember? Yeah. uh You said something along the lines of, well, I, I remember it vividly, actually. So yeah. not something along the lines. You said, "Alan, we're never gonna fight." Yeah. And I, at the time, didn't understand because I'm like, "Well, we're gonna be together forever." Right. Which we both mentioned at that point. We wanted to be together forever. This was it for us. We've we've talked about that. We don't mm-hmm. ever wanna. This is the one we're going to do right, is yeah. what Emilia and I have been saying from the beginning, which is quite beautiful, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, to me, I'm a man of possibilities and optimism, but to me, that felt impossible. Because our normals were butting
0: each yeah. other, but it didn't feel impossible for me because that was my normal. So right. your normal was butting. In my head, it was like,
1: never. What? Like, we're <laughs> going to be together for decades, our lifetime. Right. How are we not going to ever fight? So, anyways, right. she said, Alan, when you fight, there's a winner and a loser and when you fight there's really no winner
0: yeah and no one wins no one wins in a fight no one period. wins in a fight, because period. Yeah. if one person quote unquote because that's the thing a lot of people come into relationships thinking that really egotistical thinking that i'm right you're wrong not really learning or trying to grow together um and that's a whole another conversation but for our listeners like that's where you and i's richter skills started to kind of um you know be tested at first because what might have been a raising a voice in your household. That for you was like not even on your Richter scale, mm-hmm. or like even coming into your safe zone bubble. Like, for example, if I were to like poke you or yeah. um, aggressively yell in your face, like that wouldn't even be on your Richter scale. Well, let
1: me share this. There was one night <clears throat> where Emilia had an unkind moment, is what I would call it. And later on, we were driving to the gym and you said, I'm so sorry. Like, that was so inappropriate like that was so bad I was like sweetheart yeah I mean that's not even on my Richter scale yeah. like you're good don't even worry about it like I've been so mistreated that right. that wouldn't <sighs> even yeah you weren't you oh you were unkind like we're fine <laughs> well,
0: that's <laughs> you know? where a lot of couples get caught up and and to this practicing nonviolent communication I, I don't think you can practice something that you're unaware of like for example you couldn't have practice on Putting your Richter scale down a couple notches and assimilating to this new environment, if it weren't for me recognizing that that was inappropriate of my standards. And so as a result of that, your Richter scale, you're like, ah, not a big deal. You kind of brush that off. But what that doesn't allow... Is a Richter, a Richter scale from a non-violent communication standpoint, readjustment to the relationship that we're actually in. So I could be mistreating you over and over and over again. And I wouldn't even know it. You wouldn't even know it. And yeah. that's where a lot of relationships end up, unfortunately. Yep. But yet their intuition knows it. It like starts to kind of sweep underneath
1: the rug. It just becomes what you're used to. Yeah. And what you, and then eventually it leaks into what you have to convince yourself you deserve. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Hey everyone, this is Alicia Romanowicz. I wanted to take a second and give a shout out to Alan and Amelia. I've been listening to Next Level University podcast um, for a while now, and I've also joined in on group coaching and book club, and I've gained so much value from these. And recently, I have started listening to the Conscious Couple podcast, and then joined in on their their monthly meetups with relationship talks and. Um, from here, my wife and I decided to jump on a call with them and we had a few questions. Um, this has just been a great experience. They not only provided us with some great tips and things to implement, they also got back with us and to check and see how we were doing. And that has just meant so much to my wife and I and, and I just really wanted to give a shout out and thank them so much. And if you haven't had a chance, to listen to the podcast or join in on the relationship talks, I highly recommend that. And also just jump on a call with them and get to know them a little bit better and just really lean into this resource. It's just been so valuable and I really appreciate it.
1: And one thing that's really fascinating is after being with Emilia for coming up on four years now, we've never fought, we've had difficult, challenging moments, and we've had what I would call healthy debates. Yep. But never ever any raising of voices or yelling or storming out of the room, none of that, Mm -hmm. which for me felt impossible. Yeah. And it's totally possible. It's amazing. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. But now that I go back into old environments with people who do use violent communication, it's very noticeable now. Yeah. Whereas in the past, I didn't know any different. So it's almost like I was desensitized to it. It's almost like a Richter scale. Imagine you're a football player Mm -hmm. and you're used to getting tackled and tackling people all the time. Right. So, you know, Let's say you're at the bar and you get tackled, you're not going to freak out. It's like, right. okay, this is another day in the, in, in the, <laughs> but in the life. But if it were like a monk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, if it was, but if you went and were a Buddhist monk for six years yeah. and then you got tackled randomly, you'd right. be like, what the heck happened? Right. So for, for the listeners, your world would be shooketh, is, is what Emilia says. Yes, shooketh. Shooketh. Um, I love that word. So to bring this full circle here, assess your past. Yep. Zero to 10, what was your level of violent communication in your household growing up? Mm-hmm. What was your normal? Maybe it was a seven, maybe it was a three, Maybe there was no yelling, nothing. everything was positive, or maybe it was a ten, yeah and again, you can only go to your awareness, so I actually asked my therapist, you know, and she gave me the real answer of what it really was, yeah, because she obviously deals with this for decades with thousands of people, yeah, and so that was big for me to understand, oh, okay, so my normal wasn't normal at all, and that's okay kind of, the, but I'm going to create my own new normal and my own new baseline. And and Emilia has really helped me do that. And so hopefully in your relationship, if you if you and your partner fight a lot, there is a way to overcome that. Definitely. You just have to decide together to stop behaving that way. And yeah, you're going to have little mistakes here and there. Like if you're used to really violent communication, maybe maybe you're going to have an unkind moment here and there and you're going to have to fail forward in this, but it is possible. I mean, Yeah. You know, I got frustrated with you in the gym one time when you didn't spot me well, and I was unkind to you in that moment. But it's not, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I was frustrated. I was more frustrated with me than with you. And a little bit of my frustration was with you. But like that was, I -hmm. said, I was sorry. I took ownership and we moved on. It is possible to have a life and a relationship where it's healthy and adaptive and positive and transformational. And, the old me would never have believed that that was going to be possible. When Amelia said, we're never going to fight. I genuinely didn't think that was possible right? because I had never witnessed it before. And, um, it is possible.
0: Definitely. And here's another thing that I would say on that is like, it takes a lot of humility to admit the percentage of violent communication that actually does exist in your relationship as a result of your upbringing and your conditioning. And to really admit, my upbringing really did involve a seven out of ten for the most part the average violent communication like everywhere i I turn, you know I hear more and more people realizing and recognizing that their upbringing like there's a huge distortion cloud that we like put in our own heads to make our normal feel okay and our normal to feel as though um you know there was nothing wrong with it and I've seen the compound effect of actually how not okay things have been for people and how that ends up integrating in their own lives. And it's it becomes a really sad story if you don't kind of start to nip it in the butt or take that delusion out of our own minds that our upbringing can often... Um, do for us as a protective mechanism
1: so we coach couples and sometimes we will witness a little bit of violent communication come up on the sessions and then we help them recognize like listen that wasn't super healthy the way you two handled that okay what happened there for example and it could be like an aggressive tone
0: or cutting someone off really aggressively kind of like what i just did but not in a negative i didn't do that in a negative way but more of a productive Other couples, for example, are really aggressive shooting people down or their partner down in an aggressive tonality. Some people might not even notice that they're that aggressive and that violent towards their partner.
1: Aggressive is a word that you (laughs) keep using. I think that that's a good indicator that there is violent communication. Mm -hmm. Aggression, I think a lot of people can recognize what that is. Last night, we're watching a movie. It's me, Emilia, Tucker, and Tariel. Mm -hmm. Tucker and Tariel are our dog and our cat, our fur babies. Mm -hmm. And Tucker, Tariel was trying to eat our chicken. She was all about the chicken. (laughs) All about the chicken. And Tucker was not having it. No. So he got very aggressive with Tariel. And normally they are like best friends. Two peas in a pod. Yeah, two peas in a pod. And so that was the most aggressive I've ever seen him. And afterwards he actually ended up in a shame spiral at the end of the bed just kind of like, what just happened to yeah. me? And He's so what he doesn't realize is you're a dog. You have triggers around food. food. And obviously, you know your sister's trying to eat mom's chicken, <laughs> which you're also protective of your mother. Yeah, And so anyways, um, that was a form of aggression. Everyone knows what aggression looks like. But if you're so used to aggression, you might not even recognize it. Yeah. And so anyways, uh, with couples, we recognize some aggression and then we bring it up. We say, listen, that was a little bit aggressive or that was a little bit of violent communication, yeah. you can recognize it and rectify it. You can identify <laughs> it and rectify it. And that's it. I think we should end there. Yeah. If you're out there listening, here's what you do. Your reticular activating system is now primed. Your mind is now ready to pick up on mm-hmm. when there's aggression present in yourself and in your partner and in your relationship and in your household. When you witness that, figure out what's going on and then extend an olive branch and say, you know what, honestly, I think we could work as a team here and try to be a little less aggressive with each other.
0: Yeah. Nonviolent communication also known um, in, if you were to like research any of this or even hear it referred to it, NVC. So here's a great example of if you do notice and observe that it's coming in, you can literally just acknowledge that by saying NVC if you and your partner have a shared awareness that nonviolent communication is something that you guys want to work on, whenever you recognize it, all you have to say is that. And here's the why power. So
1: MTV, I'm (laughs) Not MTV, (laughs) but here's the why power.
0: Wherever there's NVC in your relationship, your kids are picking that up. If you do have children and honestly, your pets pick up on that energy, Mm -hmm. uh, which also, oh my heart. Um, but that's where your children, if you do have children or if you do intend to or plan on having children, they're going to pick up whatever your communication style is. And so let that be the why power to really help this episode seep deeply in, because I, I really genuinely believe that to not to have NVC, nonviolent communication, your relationship can really help so much on not only a developmental level, but an emotional level in terms of our um, development as human beings and our connection in our families and every single way possible. So com- communication is key, but nonviolent commu- communication is even a bigger
1: key. And one day maybe you'll realize, uh, I know Alyssa and I did my first real serious partner. We, when we did reconnect for those five hours, we realized we didn't, we did mistreat each other yeah. on accident yeah. without even knowing it, right? That was our normal. So yeah. don't get stuck in shame that's not the point of this. The point of this is transformation. You can transform into a healthy, positive intimate relationship through nonviolent communication or NVC while watching MTV. <laughs> All right. So, uh we got to jump and both of our synchronized swimming watches have gone off that they simultaneously. Let's go swim. Let's go swimming. Uh <laughs> no, not let's not do that. Uh but anyway, so Relationship Talks coaching every single Saturday, Emilia and I dedicate on our calendar. Service Saturday. Our calendars are, we're very blessed. I say this is a good thing. Our calendars are getting a little wild. It's getting very, very difficult to continue having this spot available on our calendars. And I don't say that to brag, maybe a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying that because seriously, Emilia and I have spent our entire life dedicated to helping people grow and evolve, mm-hmm. helping people achieve their goals and their dreams imagine having me and her available for you, helping you have the best relationship you can possibly have. So I hope you book on our calendar, click the link in the show notes, and uh, we hope to meet you soon.
0: It's completely free and we are a resource that literally is here for you. We want to see you grow. We want to see you flourish and we want to see relationships just absolutely thrive. So on top of that, we have another free resource that we have every single month and it is our Relationship Talks monthly event. And so this is on Zoom. It is free. It's live and you can join in. You don't even have to, to put your camera on or your mic. You can literally engage at your comfort level. But what's awesome about it is that every single month we do a different topic. And the topic that's coming up the, the 13th of July at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is how to not fall out of love with your partner. We find so many couples... Are love each other, but they've fallen out of love with each other, and there's a big distinction there. There's a difference
1: between I love you and I'm in love with you, mm-hmm. even the way that verbiage feels being in love, honeymoon, instead of a honeymoon phase, we want to help you have a honeymoon life. Yeah, Go ahead,
0: exactly. So, um, that link is in the show notes. Please click on that to register, and we hope to see you there.
1: As always, thank you again for listening. We appreciate you. Reach out anytime. And it's not about you or me. It's about the, the we. we. We'll talk to you next time.
0: Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community. So please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia, and Alan is a Lazarus88.
1: Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes and please share this with someone you love and care about.
0: Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we.